Praise God, children of God. Praise God. I hope you all are doing fine. I am doing okay. I hope that the Lord is still working on you guys. The Lord is still speaking to you guys and his goodness and mercy is being felt to each and every one of you. I am so happy and humbled um, and honored by the fact that you are taking time to listen to this podcast. Today I have a very special topic that I've had it since last week so I decided I'm going to do it today. Since it's a Monday, we need to go with a positive attitude out there. We need to know what we are supposed to be doing every single day. And today being a Monday, I have decided, actually this is something that I've decided, every Monday I will be doing a podcast. So I hope and I pray that the Lord strengthens me so that I can always, you know, give something from him to you guys. And today's topic, we're going to discuss about forward always, backwards never. I'm sure some of you have had this um, quote somewhere and it's all about moving forward and never looking back. And where we are going to read from the Bible, it's going to be from the book of Judges chapter 2 from verse 10 to 20. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we are going to discuss about whatever was going on in this um, passage. So we know that we've talked about the will of God, the love of God, um, not flirting with sin and how to live a righteous and holy life and how and how important it is to just live your lives right with God and how you're supposed supposed to always put him fast always revere the uh, revere him and always have the fear of god in you so that you can succeed with god we now know as believers that we cannot move without the lord we know that we cannot succeed without the lord on our side we know that as long as we have the lord on our side we are not um we are not bound for failure because our lord is not a failure our lord will never be defeated okay and today i want to discuss something that many of us are experiencing and many of us do not really understand that it is our doing it's not the lord's doing it, many of us are asking why is the lord not moving in our life in my life why is the lord not doing something in me why is the lord um visiting each and every person around me but not me what is it that i'm doing wrong that makes the Lord not move in my life or I used to listen I used to feel the Lord more but now I don't feel him again what is happening what is wrong is the devil hitting me or is it me who is doing this to myself and today we're gonna read about the book uh, we're gonna read about the Israelites now in the book of Judges after um, the generation of Caleb and Joshua and all that were with them after they all died, this generation that had served the Lord faithfully, that have, that had experienced um, victories over and over again. We know that um, Joshua defeated almost 70 kings in his lifetime and these people did not know what failure was. They only um, failed once, they only disobeyed once or twice. When one of their members called Akan, he stole some things from the Lord. And the other time is when they accepted the Gideonites into their um, circle, not knowing that they were their neighbors. And the Lord had said, do not make any treaty with these people, but they were fooled and dece- uh, deceived. And instead of going to the Lord and inquiring from him, they just went according to their own understanding. But that was not bad because it turned out for the good for them. Now, after that generation went away, because uh, when you read the the Bible, the generation where Joshua was, they really revered God. They really feared him. They never did anything without the Lord saying anything. And after that generation passed, the children of these people they na- they now came now there was no more pe- there was no more uh, no more war there was no more um hunger there was no hardships let's just say they were now enjoying whatever their ancestors had fought for they were now enjoying the promise of the lord the lord had fulfilled his promise to the children of israel of giving them the land of canaan now when uh the bible says from the book of uh Judges chapter 2, I'm going to start at verse 10. It says, after the whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the people around them. Now, the Israelites at this point, the new generation that came, you would expect them to keep upholding the the religious um, practices that the Lord had. You would expect them to keep the covenant with the Lord because one thing about God, 
God is eternal. When God says something, when he makes a covenant with you, it just doesn't stop with you. It goes on to your bloodline, to your generations all for all times, okay? But these children when they came um when they were now, you know, in in Canaan and they had not experienced any hardship, they were living in peace. The Lord was blessing them. They forsook the Lord. They never um they never knew what the Lord had done for the Israelites. They never really took time to appreciate where God brought them from. And this is one of the problems that we have in this generation. We are in a generation where if you really look back to your parents, if you really look back to your grandparents or people who are old, older than you in your family and ask them how they grew up, you're going to notice a very big difference. Like in our generation right now, I can only say that we do not know what hardship is. To be honest, we do not know what hardship is. Even if some of us have grown up in poverty, we've lacked some things, but we do not know what hardship is. Look right now, there are things like internet. You get information however you want to get it. For, for people who are going to school, you can decide you're going to get homeschooled by your parents. It's an option. You have things like machines, people who are washing their clothes with machines, people who are washing their dishes with machines, people who are cleaning houses with machines, people who are even like more... Um, taking care of their porch or, or their gardens with machines like everything is just made easier at this point so we cannot really say that we are struggling okay we have like the political system we are not like um the olden days where a country can come and just evade another country and you know lay siege on them and control them and do all this stuff. right now we are at a level of peace in quotes i will say in quotes we are at a level of peace we are at a level where even our ancestors when they look at uh, when they look at us right now they'll be like these people are living a life of luxury we know like for example in african countries before we became independent we used to be under colonial rule right now we are independent our ancestors fought for us do we think about that thing like most of the time do we think about how they risk their lives they risk their families to free us no we don't because now it's normal like we're independent we are born in an independent country and when we listen to these stories for us it's just history for some people that was their livelihoods that that, that was their reality there are some people till today even now that i'm in germany i work uh, as a nurse and i have some elderly patients and they have lived or experienced the world war one and two and whatever they experience till today, it's still with them, okay? But there are some people who will uh, learn about the World War One and Two. They've never really experienced it, but it will be different. When someone has lived in a situation and when someone else hears of the situation, it's not as vivid as it's not of the same um, vivid perspective for the both of them. And this is what we see with the Israelites, that they took the peace the land the prosperity all normally like we deserve this we've been born this is the world all we know we were born in peace we don't know what the lord did yes we hear about it but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know like we we need to like feel the way that our ancestors felt and that was the problem that they did because we see that they did not revere the Lord. They started worshiping Baals. We see from the commandments, the first thing that the Lord told them or commanded them is do not worship any other gods but me. Do not put any other God before me and do not, you know, prostitute yourselves with uh, the gods of the people around you. Do not even do as they do. That is what the Lord commanded them. And these people did not really have the fear of the Lord in them because as much as their ancestors tried to tell them like, this is what the Lord did for us. For them, it was just a fairy tale. How many of us, how many of us right now, when you hear about the Lord and all the things that he has done, we read the Bible each and every day. You, 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 you look at the, you look at the, at the, at the Bible and the stories, you'll be like, this is a, this is what happened before. This is, this is something that happened at that time. This time, I don't think God can do this. How many of us have put all the wonders and all the miracles and all the ways that the Lord has worked in our life in the part of, it, it, you've put it and transformed it into like a fairy tale thinking that it will never happen again thinking that the lord did that at that time and there is no way that it's gonna do it again like in this time okay if you see this is why most of our parents most of our grandparents they revere god most of our parents are religious most of us uh like for me and my family my grandma my mom my dad and my aunties or everyone in my family who is like older they believe in God and not just believing in God for the sake of believing in God. They believe in God because they have seen God move for us. For me, for example, I'm going to speak for myself. When I, um, when I was born for me, Christianity was just, eh, 
okay christianity okay my mom is christian we go to church okay i love the lord but i didn't really fear him the way that i fear him now now again as i said fearing the lord is not being scared of the lord it's acknowledging his presence it's having respect for him it's putting him first before everything else and it took me getting into difficult situation to really know who god is okay when god marks you as his own He's gonna he's not gonna stop until you revere him. He's not gonna stop until you realize who he is in your life. He needs you to understand that where you are right now, it's not because of yourself, it's not because of your parents, it's not because that you are a good person, it is because I decided to put you there. And the Israelites forgot that this land they were in, it was not their land. It was a land that God chose and made a promise to their ancestor Abraham to give it to them. Okay, and you see like the comfortability, the being familiar with your surrounding right now that there are some people, maybe in the past you had problems, maybe in the past you um, did not have the life that you have now. And now that you're comfortable, now that you have everything you've ever wanted, now that your life is moving smoothly, now you've forgotten God. How many of us have been in situations where you really cry to the Lord because you are at a dead point? You did not know what else to do. You felt like the world was crashing over you. And that is when you are really deep into prayer. You are really deep into fasting. You are really deep into the word. You are really deep in working for the Lord so that he can see you, have mercy on you, have favor on you and bless you to where you are now. And now that you are in the position that you wanted, now you are that you are in your canon, you forget about him. You start praising yourself for the things that you have. You start praising yourself that you now have that job. You have now you now that you have that promotion. Now that you have a wife, you stop talking to God again because now he brought you a wife, a partner. Instead of you thanking him for the partner and helping you and asking him to help you keep this partner to make her or him happy, now it's all about you. If she's happy, it's because of you, okay? And every time something goes wrong, that's when you run back to God. Are you always in contact with God? Are you always 24-7, whether things are good or bad? We see people when they get married, one of the vows that they say is for better or for worse, in sickness or in death. Why do we make such promises to each other as human beings and not to God? You understand? And this is the problem with the Israelites because later on, the Lord gave them up to their enemies. Before Joshua died, the Lord told him, like, you are old. He was 110 years old and he was like, there's a lot of land and a lot of people to be defeated in this land. But since you're old, I myself will drive these people out for you. So the Lord, you see, the Lord was working for these people. The Lord was fighting for them. Even they, they didn't even have to fight. The Lord was fighting for them because they had been faithful to him. They had been obedient to him. They had they had a fear for the Lord each and every day. They never put anything above the Lord. They never saw themselves as um, the one who, you know, the, the ones who got the land for themselves. They gave all the credit to God and God in return fought for these people. But later on, you see that these people, when the, the the children now, the people who came after, they never really understood what it meant to follow and revere God. They never really understood what it means for the Lord to fight for us. They never really knew that them having the pleasure that they had, them having the life that they had, being in the land that they were, it was as a result of their ancestors being obedient to God. And this is a problem with us these days. We have people, look at our world right now. Look at all the things that are happening right now. I've been getting um, people have been telling me about my home country, Kenya, how children are going missing on a very high rate, how death is the, the, the topic of the day. Each and every time you switch on the news, it's just death and death and death. Look at COVID at this moment in the whole world. Look at uh, Christians who are being persecuted in different lands. Look at how people are mocking God. Look at how all the problems that are happening in the world. Why do you think that is? We are so quick to blame the devil. We are so quick to say, oh, the devil doesn't like us. Oh, the devil is out here to, you know, um, destroy us. Oh, the devil is the one who is orchestrating all these things. And at the same time, we forget that we are the ones who are letting the devil do what he does. Okay. You need to understand that God and sin can never dwell together. Most of us, we call ourselves Christians, but we are Christians because we say we are Christian. There is nothing about us that is proving that we are Christian. There is nothing about our behavior. There is nothing about our walk. There is nothing about how we talk. There is nothing to show that Jesus is present in our lives. People will be like, yeah, I have the Holy Spirit. I'm spirit, felt, uh, spirit um, filled and I, I work for the Lord, but there is no fruit. There are no fruits of the Holy Spirit. People are being mean to one another. There is no love for one another. There is lawlessness. There is 
hate, there is prejudice, there is discrimination. I mean, this world is just in chaos. And people are very quick to blame the devil and others are also quick to blame God. Because they're like, okay, if God is so powerful, why is this happening? If God loves us so much, why are babies dying? If God is so loving, then why is there COVID? And I'm here asking, what are you doing to help this world? Like, what is your role in all of this? What are, are you praying? Each and every, are you going on your knees every single night, every single morning, waking up before the sun gets up so that you can tell the Lord to come, you command the morning with the power and authority that Jesus gave you so that this world can be better. Your family is in distress. You keep blaming God for not working in your life. You'd be like, yeah, I've been giving my tithe. I've been giving my offering. Um, I go to church every Sunday. Um, I am a good person. And here you are not working for my family. Look at how this and this. You are complaining instead of asking God for something. Are you revering God? We, you know, at this point in our generation, we think that everything, we are entitled to get everything. We think that we are entitled to be accepted with everything that we bring. Right now, speak bad about something like, um, let's take one topic that is always heated. Like one, one topic that really makes people get heated and that is homosexuality. Speak bad about it and you will see how many people come for you. Because people have made it so, like I've seen how there are some, not all, but there are some transgender people who are really coming for women, for saying that I am a pregnant woman, for saying that I am giving birth to a child, talking about this is discrimination against us who are transgender people because we feel like we are out of that equation because we cannot, you know, they're like suggesting that we cannot have children. So people are forcing others. It's not just that. There, there are a lot of instances where people are forcing other people to accept them, to accept things that they don't want to accept in the name of we need equality, in the name of this is discrimination, in the name of we are a minority group. But at the same time, you need to understand that this world, you are not alone in this world. This world, is, you are not entitled to get everything that you want. You are not the king of this universe. You are not the king or the boss of everyone else. The reason why this generation is failing, the reason why we are not seeing God, the reason why there is no, I, I wouldn't say no, the reason why there is little to no revival is because people feel entitled to get everything that they want to get. People see the need that Jesus is the, is the scapegoat every time we have a problem. You want to run to Jesus when you have a problem. But when you don't have a problem, Jesus can stay in the closet. You want to run to God when things, when the devil hits you. You want to run to God when those soul ties that you've been forming, when God clearly tells you, do not fornicate, do not be sexually immoral. When those soul ties start bothering you at night, those demons start coming and terrorizing you. That's when you want to run to God and be like, God, please help me. When, when things are falling apart, you're not giving your tithe and the devourer comes and takes everything from you because you are not being loyal and faithful to the Lord with your giving, the ones that he has given you. Then now you want to go run back to God and not even ask for help. You are complaining, asking him, why are you not doing this? And this is the problem the Israelites had because they thought that they were entitled to live in a country, to live in a land that was not their own, that God gave them out of his own will. And they thought that they could live however they want. Realize when you give your life to Christ, the day you gave your life to Christ, you said that Jesus is my savior and my Lord, your life is no longer your own. Okay. Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commands. That means it's no longer what you want. It's what he wants. We usually say, dear Lord, let your will be done. It's not your will. It's not what you want. Lord, please fulfill the desires of my heart. They are not your desires. The Bible says, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Meaning that all that you, what you think you, you, you desire, you have to put it aside. When you go to Christ, you put it aside. You'll be like, okay, I want this and this and this and this. But I have to realize, oh, this is maybe maybe this is not what God wants because we are flesh we are human beings we are gonna there are some people who have really turned being blessed by God having seen like seeing the hand of God and seeing him working in your life is is manifestation in having a beautiful house having a beautiful car being successful at your work and you know having money having a beautiful wife a handsome husband having kids and all this stuff people have equivalent uh, equivalated like the Lord working in your life as you prospering in the worldly point of view. But that is not all to prosperity and God moving in your life. We know that true worshippers of God, they worship him in, in truth and in spirit. We know that we are supposed to be more involved in the spirit than in the world. Now, 
this like every time i read about the israelites i can just see our generation in it. i just see us i even see myself in it because we are guilty of putting god on the shelf when things are good when things are bad that's when we take him out of the shelf and tell him hey can you uh, can you help me we are misusing god's love his patience his love his his mercy his grace we are really misusing it lukewarm christians you think that you can now that you're in christ remember I, I told you guys like the minute you get saved you have clearly told the world and the devil like hey i'm your enemy we are gonna fight each and every day now you have a target on your back but now if you don't really stay close to god if you don't live a spirit-led life if you don't make the holy spirit your friend your companion the one that leads you you are up for destruction because the devil is not playing with you the devil knows that if he plays with you, he's going to get hurt. But when he comes and finds, aha, there is open doors in sin. Like this person is smoking, she's drinking, she's lying, she's gossiping, she's sexually immoral, she's, her heart is full of hate, her heart is full of unforgiveness. Then you make your life a playground for the devil. And you have no right to blame God for what is happening in your life. You just cannot blame God. Because these are things that you are bringing to your life. Remember that you have a free will. The Lord called you. That it was your choice to say, yes, Lord, here I am. How many people are called by the Lord and they refuse? Because the Lord will never force you to be part of his kingdom. The Lord will never force you to, to like, uh, serve him and stuff. And, and that is what we need to understand as a generation. We are not entitled to anything. You as a believer, you are not entitled to anything. The things that you have, you need to thank God each and every day. That it was through Jesus who made it possible for you to get whatever that you have. We were at war with God. It was Jesus who came by the will of the Father who loved us so much and he could reconcile us to him because on our own, we would not reconcile ourselves to God. There was nothing that we could give God that would um, take away the sins in our lives. And it was only he who could, who could reconcile us to God. And as such, when we are in Jesus, every glory, every part of glory that he has, we share in it because we are in him. Okay, so don't ever think that you are entitled to God protecting you. Don't ever think that you are entitled to God um, blessing you. Don't ever think you're entitled to God speaking to you. Don't think that you can boss around the Holy Spirit the way you want or boss around heaven and the angels the way you want when you yourself are not even faithful in your work with God. God will never... God will never show up in your life as long as you are the boss in your life, as long as you are flirting with sin, as long as you are fill, uh, filling your life with filth and, 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 you know, and things that are not godly, okay? It's like washing a clean cup in sand. You keep washing it. Have you ever been to the beach? Let me use this example. You go to the beach and you are walking on the, on the, on the, on the seaside. Your feet are, um, are wet. That means you have sand. How long does it take to take that sand off? If you want, if you really, really want to get that sand off, either you go out of the beach completely, you go where there is no sand, wash your, 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 your feet, and you don't go back to the sand. Or you go stay in the water where sand won't catch you. But staying in the middle where there is sand and water, you're always have going to be sandy. And that is the thing. That is the thing with us. The sand is the sin in our lives. The yokes, the curses, the, the problems. We want to stay in the sand, but at the same time, we want to be free of the sand. It can never work. It can never happen. Okay? And then it goes on and says how, it, it shows how the, the Israelites were given up to their enemies. How the Lord um, set his face against them. When the Lord says that you have no interest in walking with him, when the Lord says that you are not willing to listen to him, when the Holy Spirit keeps convicting you over and over and over and you're not listening to him, you're not being humble to him, you've shut him up that he cannot tell you anything. You've become too prideful in your heart. You think that you know everything. The Lord is going to let you do as you will. Okay, he's going to let you do the, 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 the parable. Of the prodigal son you see the son went and asked the father can i have my inheritance the father did not deny him okay although he had the every right to deny him he did not deny him okay you'll go out there you do whatever you want to do flat with the devil play with him and then when you get hit that's when you start crying and that is what we are doing to get today the israelites were serving Baals and asherahs and other gods and I'm asking you today, what are the gods that you've placed in your life? You don't have to serve like a literal god. We know that there are people who are Satanists. There are people who are in New Age religion, serving demons. We know there are people who are witches, tarot card readings, astrologers, people who worship the sun, the moon, and stars, and all that stuff. But 
are, there are other things that we put before God. Anything that you put before the Lord, anything that you regard more than you regard the Lord, that is a God. If you regard money over the Lord, that is a God. If you regard your self-image, especially for us ladies, you think that you being beautiful is all that there is in this world, then I'm sorry to break it down to you, that is a God. If you put your family before God, that is your God. If you put your partner before the Lord, that is your God. Okay? And you will never see the, 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 the goodness of God because most of the time we worship the blessing more than we worship God. You've been crying to the Lord for a job that will make you move higher and you even make promises to the Lord, if you bless me, I'm going to give my tithe, I'm going to be faithful, I'm going to help people. And then when the job comes, that's you. That's it, you've forgotten everything. You have forgotten where you are, you have forgotten that you're supposed to give your tithe, you're forgotten. Now the job is what is important to you. You used to go to church each and every day, but now ever since you started working, you're not going to church anymore. You used to pray morning, noon, and evening. Every single time before you you got this job, before you got this partner, before you got this baby. Now, you are in that moment with your blessing. That's it. No more prayer, no more thankfulness, nothing. And I'm asking you today, what are the gods that you've put before you? Start searching your heart. Start searching your mind. Like, what is it that you really value more than you love? You value the Lord? Because when you put God first, you are showing him how much you love him. Yes, the Lord will bless you. For me, this is how I go about uh, my life. And this is what I usually tell God to really help me to always stand by it. Every blessing that he places in my life, that is a bonus. Many of us are like, oh, I want to be a Christian because I don't want to miss heaven. I, I don't want to go to hell. For me, heaven is not my reward. That is not what I want. Yes, that is what I want. Yes, but that is not my goal. My goal is to look at God the day that he judges me and my life. I want him to look at me and smile. I want the Lord to look at me. I want Jesus to look at me and be like, Sarah, you did so well. I am so proud of you. I am happy with how you lived your life on earth. That is my goal. I like the, you know, that there are rewards in heaven and all this stuff. Those are fine. On, on earth the lord will bless me give me a house give me a, a i don't know a mansion a bungalow a, a, a car a husband children and all this stuff bless me with long life and all, that is all good that is all i i want it I, I won't lie i want it but my main goal is that every single day i walk with the holy spirit every single day when jesus looks at me when he hears my voice when he looks down and looks in my heart he is so pleased with me and when I look at him and I see him smiling, that's when I know that I did my work, that I am, I, I got my reward. My reward is not heaven itself. My reward is God. His heart is my reward. So I'm asking you today, what is your end goal? What are you fighting for? Why, what are you living for? Okay, Paul said that do not just run aimlessly. We are, at a, we are, we are, we are like in a marathon. This life is like a race. And you need to have a target to where you are running to. You need to have a target. You need to have something that at the back of your head is the strength why you are running in this race. Don't just live aimlessly. Don't just do everything aimlessly. Don't just consider God as a part of your life. Make God your life. Don't let God, um, don't let your life, uh, let, don't let God revolve around your life. Let your life revolve around God because God is the first and the last. He's the alpha and the omega. Okay, you, whatever you think is important in your life, it's not. The Bible even says, whatever the human mind considers as wise is foolishness. So whatever you think you need now, you don't really need it. All you need is the Lord because he can provide for every need that you have. He need everything that you need, everything that you want, everything that you desire. The Lord himself will give it unto you in his own perfect time. So ask yourself, where am I disappointing God? What am I, what am I serving? What is my Baal? What is my Asherah? How am I forsaking God? Am I really tithing to tell God thank you each and every month that I'm still in this job? The promotion that I have, how am I using it to glorify him? Okay, I, God gave me a spouse. Am I really walking with this spouse with the Lord? Am I bringing this spouse each and every day to the Lord? Telling him, Lord, thank you for this husband. Thank you for my wife. Thank you that for my boyfriend. Thank you for my girlfriend. Thank you that we are here where we are today. Thank you that in everything that I'm doing, you are the author and the, self, uh, you are the, author and the finisher of this story. You have children. Are you thanking God that he has blessed you? Because, you know, it's not, it's not just normal to have children. If you are a Christian, you know that getting children is a blessing. Are you thanking God that he made your womb fruitful to get kids? Are you bringing your kids to God? For me, I thank my mother each and every day. 
she is the reason why today i am who i am my mom had a very strong foundation she has a strong foundation in Christ and she made sure that in each and every day even though we fell out even though we did whatever we wanted did she made sure that we had at the back of our heads we knew that it was not her it was not her money it was not my dad's money it was not their influence that got us to where we are today it was God even as she brought food to us even though she she gave us all these gifts and everything we asked for we were like thanks mom and she would be like yeah no yeah thank you but you need to thank God for this because if it was not him giving me the money to do this and this and this you wouldn't have had this so if you're a parent are you thanking God for your children are you bringing them to your to, to God if your children are not saved and you're always crying like lord my children my children they're not saved blah 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 what are you doing what are, what are you doing you're complaining to God that your kids are not saved but what are you doing for your kids to get saved are you asking the lord call them the way you called me protect them you know bring them closer to you i am asking i am asking because you're the one who gave me these children and i want to give them back to you be like hannah who told god if you're a lady and you are expecting if you are if you if you are um if you are hopeful to get a child what are you telling god about this pregnancy how how is this pregnancy and this child going to bring glory to him are you going to be like hannah and be like the lord if you bless me with a son i'm going to give him back to you or are you is god going to bless you with that child and then you are gone okay So when the Lord turned his face against the Israelites some of you would be like why would God do that I thought God said that he will never leave or forsake us yeah the Lord said I will never leave or forsake you he never left them but if he, he turned his face away from them because these people had stained themselves with sin we know that the, if there's something that the Lord hates is sin the Lord is holy the Lord is righteous he is perfect in every way and there is no way that the Lord is going to work in your life if there is sin in your life Okay. The 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 reason why many people are going to get the depart from me ye, ye workers of iniquity is because out of your mouth you are speaking like I love the Lord. Okay? I I I am a follower of Jesus. You might be prophesying, you might be preaching, you might be um doing all these works for the Lord. You might be spreading the gospel and saving lives like a thousand of them and then you find that all the thousand they have gone to heaven but not you because your heart was full of sin. your heart was full of iniquity what you do behind closed doors is what will make you not miss will make you miss heaven is your life in the dark the same in the light that is the question that i want to ask you today are you living the way you are living are you living a manipulative life or a hypocritical life because if there's something that the lord hates is also a hypocritical person jesus had a problem with the pharisees because they were a bunch of hypocrites outside they look like this holy men of god who were just righteous they could never even hurt a fly but when they went behind closed doors they were the ones who were planning the death of jesus they was this was the people who were supposed to be closest to god and here they are planning murder jealousy in their hearts hypocrisy so ask yourself like in me is there any sin that i have not repented of then repent ask the holy spirit realize that you cannot live a holy life on your own you by yourself you cannot do this on your own you need the lord and in this case you need the holy spirit okay the holy spirit is going to teach you humility is going to teach you obedience is going to teach you discipline he's going to teach you how to to say no to sin there's someone who say that it is impossible to live without sin but for me i truly believe that it is possible to live without sin yes you sinned you are saved now that you're saved you need to put the holy spirit closer the closer he gets to you the clearer his voice is the louder his voice is okay and then you will be able before you do something before you enter into because you know the devil is never resting he's always wanting to get you to do some sin or bring temptations to you so that you can fall out with god again but as long as you have the holy spirit inside of you you're going to be able to fight you're going to be able to know the schemes of the devil you're going to be able to say no Okay? It is possible to live a righteous life before the Lord. Look at Peter, look at Paul, look at all these people who lived in the Bible all throughout their lives. Why do you think there are men who are described and this person lived blameless before the Lord? It is possible to live blameless before the Lord, to live righteous before the Lord. Because if you revere God and you follow the commandments, you have them in your heart. It's not just something you just read and that's it. It's not just just something that you teach to someone else and that's it. It's something that you meditate upon day and night. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you um feeding your mind with? Who what is the which company are you keeping? The book of Proverbs there somewhere where it says, "Do not sit in the sin of uh, in the seat of sinners or walk in the path of scoffers." 
you cannot be saved and want to live a righteous life and you are still hanging out with your buddies who keep drinking and smoking and every time like you can hang with them like you can see them in the streets or you can do a mutual thing like go swimming or go eat out and do this stuff but if they are calling you to like bash to a bash or a party where there is drinking and smoking and you're going there and you'll be like yeah they are my friends we're hanging out i love the lord i won't fall into sin what are you trying to do Why it's like being a sheep and saying that you're going in a den of lions and because you just want to hang out. Okay? It is easier for a worldly person to pull a godly person to the world side than it is a Christian to pull a worldly person to the Christian side. That is what it is. We are supposed to always be careful because the devil is also crafty. He knows your weaknesses. He knows where you are like likely to fall. And as such you need to really be careful and walk with the spirit so that he can teach you because one thing I've learned about the holy spirit he will always talk to you before you do something bad he will be like eh eh stop don't do this go this way don't go this way do this don't do this you need to pray because this and this and this might happen you know he shows you from a mile away when the devil is coming we always get that red signal you know even um in countries when an aircraft comes uh in in their in, in the airspace that is not supposed to be there they get a, they get an alert and then they go confront that thing before it even lands why it's all with security it's being safe taking safety measures okay and as such you need to really understand that if you are living a sinful life if you have something in your life that you know you know that this is not what the lord wants me to do you know that it is sinful and you still keep doing it in the in the hopes that there is grace and mercy and jesus loves me and he died for me and will always accept me then you are fooling yourself i'm sorry to say but you're fooling yourself you who are saved you have been given the knowledge to know what is right and what is wrong Why are you not using that knowledge? Stop misusing God's grace. Stop misusing God's love. Stop misusing the love that the Lord. You know our God has such a big heart. This is why I love our God because he when he forgives you, he forgets. And the sad thing is that people misuse this because they be like, "Ah, I can do this and the Lord is still going to forgive me. I can be sexually immoral then when I get married, then I'm going to give my life to Christ and then we're going to have a relationship. What if you die before you get married? What if you die the minute you just had sex or you just went and drank or you went and smoked or you did whatever you were doing? Because understand the minute you 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 get saved you should live every minute every second it's as if Jesus is going to come the next second the next minute. Because the Lord is watching. The Lord is recording. And at the end of the day Jesus is going to pay everyone due for what they worked for. Okay? So that is why Most of us are not seeing God because you want a dab in things that the Lord has clearly warned you and forbidden you to do thinking that the Lord is still going to work in your life. Okay? You want to see the Lord move in your life but you don't want to pray, you don't want to praise, you don't want to worship, you don't want you don't want to fast, you don't want to take time and read the Bible. You just want things to fall from heaven like the way manna fell from heaven. And then when people around you are blessed you start complaining how God is just walking walking past past you. People wake up early in the morning, 3, 4, 5 to pray. Sometimes I do wake up early, sometimes I do sleep. But one thing that I know is waking up and commanding your morning is very important. That is one thing. For me, I I try the best of my capacity each and every time to wake up in the morning to command my morning to speak to God to be sure that even uh, and even though i don't even wake up that morning when i open my eyes the first person i'm talking to is the holy spirit i'd be like good morning holy spirit good morning abba thank you today you've given me the chance to live because i could have died in the night anything could have happened in the night but i woke up safe i woke up fine i'm feeling okay i'm feeling healthy there is a covid pandemic moving around there is death that is seeking out people Here we are, we are okay. You need to be grateful. You need to talk to the creator who's given you another chance to live. Okay? If we had the power to do anything we wanted, we there wouldn't be a need for God. But we on our own we can't do anything. That's why we need God. And that's why if you you feel stuck, if you feel like you don't feel God anymore, you need to ask yourself check check yourself like every part of your life check it is is this okay am i doing right before god am i obeying all his commandments am i praying enough am i and praying enough doesn't mean that you have to stay on your knees like 2 hours straight and there is nothing it's not from your heart you need to really communicate with god heart to heart 
talk to him like the way you talk to your father. That is what he wants. Relationship. He wants relationship with you. If your relationship with God is not as good, then you need to reevaluate where you stand with him. Okay. And then it continues. But there is a good news. There's good news for us. This is not to condemn anyone. Now that you've had everything, maybe there's something that the Lord has now revealed into your life and you feel condemned. No. This is not to condemn you. This is to, to wake you up. And there is hope. There is For me, I saw the hope. I saw the, the, the blessing. I saw the, the mercy that the Lord had for me. Because in Judges um, 2.16, it says, the, uh, every time the, the Israelites would, would cry to the Lord, the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of the raiders. This is why the Lord will always be my favorite in my life this is why i will never abandon the lord this is what this is my prayer each and every day that every day that i live i need to live a life like i'm gonna die the next minute serving the lord praising him loving him because one thing about our god is grace love because our lord is not is he's not deaf to our cries the the situation that you're in right now he knows it hurts that soul tie, those demons that are terrorizing you in the night, he knows that it is bad. He, he sees it. It's not that he doesn't see it. He sees it. And he desires for you to get out of that situation. That abusive situation, he knows that it hurts. He wants to get you out of it. Financial problems, he knows that you're struggling. He wants to get you out of it. Okay. He wants to bless you. He wants to move you forward. But it won't happen until you cry out to him. Until you tell him, oh, I did this. It's wrong. I, 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 I've been putting things before you. I've been sinning. I've been... I, have, I haven't really been revering you. Please help me. And the Lord is faithful because he will always, always bring a way out. And this is why we need to really be th uh, thankful and always go to his throne with thanksgiving in our heart. Because the things that the Lord does for us, we don't deserve him. We do not deserve God. Because he is so perfect, he is so loving. Because as Christ as us, as human beings, if someone hurts you once, twice, thrice, that's it, you're done, you're gone. Some of us, it doesn't even take the second or the third strike. The first is out, you're gone. Okay? But the Lord is willing to keep teaching you. He will send people to talk to you like this. I know maybe there's someone who is listening to this message this podcast and be like oh that is me this is what i've been doing this is wrong how do i get out of this, this is the lord speaking to you he's asking you to get your life together okay there is it's not too late for you to come back to the lord don't let anyone lie to you and be like oh we are the end of times if you don't have the lord right now then it's you're done no it's never too late if you think that you're too old to get that promotion that you want it's not too late if you think that you're too old to get that kid that you want it's not too late if you think that it is too late to get saved it's not too late yes we are in the end times but it's not too late okay the lord is waiting for you he's waiting for you to go to him speak to him tell him abba i'm here I need your help. It's time to humble ourselves. It's time to be honest with ourselves. It's time to put God first. It's time to go back to our first love. It's time to recognize that on our own, we cannot do things. If you want to avoid frustration in your life, this is a secret I'm giving to you, That one that I learned. If you want to avoid frustration in your life, let God be the boss of your life. Let him control everything. Just let go of everything. Be like, I don't care how this happens or where it comes from. As long as God has it, I'm cool. Your only job is to believe in Jesus, follow his commands, live a holy life, be righteous before him, and be obedient and humble to the Holy Spirit. Speak to him. Talk to him each and every day. Sometimes I talk to the Holy Spirit and I won't lie. Sometimes I don't even feel anyone talking to me straight. But later on, he will speak. Like today, I remember there's something that I wanted to go to um, a nail parlor and make my nails for um, my holy day. And when I woke up, the, the where I was expecting my cash to come from, it didn't come. So I was like, okay, since it didn't come, then it's okay. I will do it tomorrow. But I, I, I really wanted to do it today. But I was like, ah, I'm not going to. And here comes the devil be like, ah, I thought you told God that you wanted to do this today. And he, he just blandly left you be the way you are. Like, look, he didn't even answer you. He didn't even hear you, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I, I just said, like, what is it with you? You know, I'd be like, okay, since he didn't answer, does that mean that he won't answer? I leave it to God. He knows if I'm going to do them today or not. Out of nowhere, my uncle comes and says, okay, come, let me take you to the nail parlor. 
because I was I wanted to to study I wanted to like uh study the Bible a little bit and then he calls me and be like didn't you want to make your nails today I was like yeah but I don't have cash I'm like come let's go I went and made my nails how it was the Lord that is all I can say because on my own I could not do it and it might feel like it's stupid to talk about nails like how is God related to nails like that is just hmm. But for me, it's something that I desired, something that I wanted because now I'm holiday. I'm on holiday, and as a nurse, for people who are working in hospitals, you know, as a nurse, you're not supposed to have nails and stuff. And this is the only time I can, you know, take time to have like wellness, look pretty, and all this stuff. So for me, it's God. The fact that this happened today, because I wished it, but I did not force it. The Lord came through. He's the I because I let God do every i let god do everything for me even this podcast i did not come here on my own volition with this topic it was him who gave me this topic okay even me speaking right now it's not me that i'm speaking to you it's the lord the message that i have for you this is something i could not do six months ago this is something that i'm doing now this is only the lord make the lord the control um master of your life let him lead you trust him because that one thing i will keep telling you people is the Lord will never hurt you. You will never get a heartbreak with the Lord. I saw someone telling, talking about when you get saved, be prepared to get frustrated and get mad at God. How are you going to get mad at God if he is the one controlling your life? Okay? You need to, because one thing, if you really want to experience real love, real care, protection, and all this stuff, you need to really stay close to God. And the only reason that you're going to, the only way you're going to stay with God and see his love and see how he's working and see his power move in your life is if you live a holy life, if you live a righteous life, if you show him that there is nothing that is above you, Lord, it's either you or nothing. If you don't go with me, I ain't going nowhere. You tell God, like, if you're not moving, I'm not moving. If you're not sending me there, I'm not going. If you don't do this, if I, if you don't give me this, then I, 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 I don't want it. If it's not from you, I don't want it. That is what you need to tell the Lord. That is how you need to move with the Lord. You need to show him like, I am completely dependent on you like a baby is dependent on a mother. Like if you do not stay with me, Lord, I am dead. That is how you're supposed to move with the Lord. Because this world, this world is so filthy. This world is so, so filthy. There's a lot of danger, demons lacking around, looking for Christians somewhere, a door to open. Like for me, I've realized sometimes I am in spiritual warfare where the devil is really trying to get somewhere to get in. Just something. He's just waiting for me to slip so that he can choop, rhyme. He can get in. But if you don't, if, if, if you live, if you focus your energy on living holy and righteous before him, then you're good to go. The Lord will is faithful. He will keep you from the evil one. He will protect you. He will guide you. He will always provide for you. You will never lack a thing. The Bible says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. The Lord will never forsake you. And as long as you're not putting a way of how God is supposed to bless you, because this is one thing that we always, uh, we sometimes fall into. There's a friend of mine who I prayed with him. Um, he was dealing with overthinking. He was dealing with fear. He was dealing with all these demonic voices in his head. And he was he was really in need of peace. But he had his own idea of what peace was, which was also a lie from the enemy. And I told him, like, you have peace. The only problem with you is that you've put it in a way or you have devised a way of how your peace is supposed to be like. That's why you're not experiencing that peace. That's why you're not seeing the peace. Okay, so as children of God, you need to let God be God, do what he does best. Okay, all you have to do is sit, stand still and see the Lord move in your life. Live a holy life, please him with everything that you are doing so that the day that you stand before him, it's not just you getting into heaven. It's basically you getting to heaven to a father who is so pleased to have you with him. When, when you stand before God, God will be like, finally, you can look at me so that you can see how happy I am. Look at how I'm smiling. Look at my heart. Like, I, my, 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 as I say, my goal is that when the Lord thinks of me, I want his heart to leap for joy. I want him to be like, I am so happy. I'm so proud of this girl. I'm so, I'm so happy because she loves me. Okay. I, because um, the Bible also says that because he loves me and obeys me, when he calls me, I will answer him. That is the Lord. The only way to have the Lord move in your life is if you show him that you love him and you need him. If you don't do this, then there is no way that the Lord is going to show up in your life. I'm sorry to say, but he won't. He will still protect you, yes. He will keep you from evil because you are still part of his flock. But you won't be able to experience the fullness of God, the glory of God. For me, I look at the relationship God and Moses had 
and the relationship that uh, God and Joshua had. And I'm so, sometimes I'm envious because I, I need, this is a holy envy because I need that kind of relationship with him. I need the Lord to be like coming in my room and we'd be like sitting hours on end and just talk like friends. Is that your desire? I, I or is is your desire to get every rich and treasures and every good thing from the Lord, but you don't even want the Lord Himself? Don't let the Lord's reward be what He can give you. Let the Lord be your reward. That is what I'm trying to say in this podcast, and that's why I'm saying forward, always backward, never. Whatever you used to do, stop it. Catch the link. Say from today on, this is not what I'm doing anymore. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not smoking anymore. I'm not gonna gossip. I'm not gonna be sexually immoral. I'm not gonna be unforgiving. I'm not gonna carry people in my heart. I am going to move forward in holiness and righteousness so that I can see God in my life, so that I can walk with him, so that I can please him. You need to move forward. You need to forget your past life. You need to throw away anything you think that you hold dear right now and let the Lord now lead you. Only then can you fulfill um, his goodness, his mercy. You can see his greatness, his glory. You can make him happy. You can hear him. You can. He can use you also to bring change to other people's lives. Okay. And having said that, that is where I come to the end of my message. I hope this message really resonates in your heart. I pray today that you may humble your heart before the Lord and tell him, Lord, I am here. I am tired of doing things my own way. I am tired of going back and forth with you. I am tired of going back and forth with sin. I want to be loyal to you. I want to be righteous and holy and blameless before you. I want to please you, Lord. Please help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me be obedient and humble to you. Help me to always listen to your voice. Help me not to lean onto my own understanding because my understanding is very, very, very foolish to your eyes. Okay? Lord, put desires in my heart that please you only. Search my heart. Take away any evil, anything that does not please you, anything that is vile and detestable in your eyes. Lord, remove it. Any gods that I've placed before you, Lord, remove them out of my way. No matter how painful it is, you have to let the Lord filter out your life. And then you tell him, Lord, now give me the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength to keep following you all the days of my life. Strengthen my spirit, strengthen my heart. That is the prayer you need to make today. And you will see a great change in your life. For me, I have seen the Lord working wonders in my life. Like someone will look at my life and be like, okay, but I don't see like a major change in your life. But for me, I know what the Lord has done in my spirit. And it is slowly manifesting in the physical, which I'm not even worried about. But I know that in the spirit, I'm growing each and every day. And that is all that I need to know. And after that, the Lord has been coming. The Lord has been really showing up in my life lately. And it's because that I, I decided to let him be God, not me. I let him be the boss of my life, not me. So I hope this message really touched you the way it touched me. I did not just preach to you guys. I preached to myself as well. And um, I hope that you really change and you let God be God in your life because he's really looking for a relationship with you. He loves you. There is no one like you. There's a reason why he created you. He knew before he even formed you. So there's a purpose for you. There are blessings just meant for you. There's a purpose meant just for you. So if you will just humble your, 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 yourself before him and let him guide you and be your father and be your friend, you will see a mighty change in your life. So thank you guys for joining this podcast today. I am so happy that we are growing. I've been seeing you guys following. It's very, very nice. I'm very happy. Um, let's keep sharing this podcast to other people. Share this word to someone else who needs it. Share this to someone who needs to hear about the Lord. And let's grow this family. And the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. We will see each other again next Monday. Goodbye. <laughs>